Welcome, Welcome to the Author Factor Podcast, the show for profitable insights and tips with business owners, entrepreneurs, and CEOs who use their nonfiction book to create the ultimate competitive advantage and grow their business. Grow their business. Grow their business. Here's your host, Amazon best-selling author and book publishing coach, Mike Capuzzi. Welcome to another profitable episode of the Author Factor Podcast. I'm Mike Capuzzi, and I want to thank you for joining us. My guests today are Julie Trexler and Corey Harris. Now, Julie and Corey are the founders of SB Pace, a consulting firm with a passion for Main Street America. Love that. Together, they wrote the best-selling book, Seriously, Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. They also co-host a top-rated business podcast, co-host a weekly live radio show, and they've been listed on the Brains Magazine Global 500 list, which recognizes entrepreneurial success and dedication to helping others. Julie, Corey, welcome to the Author Factor podcast. Hey, thanks for having us, Mike. Yeah, thanks for having us. Well, I appreciate it. Actually, you guys had me on your podcast first, and uh, I enjoyed speaking with you guys. And then, you know, turns out you are book authors, so I had to extend the invitation to be on the Author Factor podcast. So I just barely touched on what you guys are doing. Can you tell folks uh, a little bit more about what SB Pace does, who you serve, and how you serve them? Yeah, I'll take this one. So SB Pace is a coaching and consulting firm. So we do, uh, we really offer three models of work coach. We could, where we'll coach you through it, hybrid model where we'll do it with you or a consulting model where we'll do it for you. And we, for a long time, focused heavily on entrepreneurs who were wanting to launch their first business and help them get that successfully off the ground. In fact, that's probably, probably the the primary thing we did for the first maybe year and a half of being in business more than anything else. Um, but now we've started to work more with um, entrepreneurs who are in what we would call the messy middle. So they are in desperate need of some optimization. They want to get some time freedom back and they are their revenues have probably stagnated a little bit. So that's where we're focusing now. And um, that's uh, really a sweet spot for both of us, given our, our backgrounds in small business and mergers and acquisitions and um, really in, I guess, cor well, Corey's got a lot of experience in the um, restaurant industry. And so all of that melded together makes for a really, um, I don't know, a nice, a sweet spot for us to work with small business owners. Now, Julie, is there a particular niche that you guys see yourself doing a lot of work in, or is it, you know, like you said, Main Street America? No, it's Main Street America. It's all over the board between product companies, service companies. It doesn't really, it does not matter whatsoever. It really can help anybody. And just so we can really clarify for listeners, are you attacking this at an operational level, marketing and sales, kind of all of the above? Uh, operations is really where we are much better, much more proficient at. We have a lot of people in our network where we can reach out to if we need help in a different space. But, you know, after almost two and a half years and a really like very, very escalated pace of working with people, I think we've become a lot sharper in every area of business. And we had strong background end to end in business operations, just simply because we both come from a mergers and acquisitions background. So we had to learn everything about a small business from start to finish to be able to work with them and get them integrated into a new company after they were acquired. Interesting. So just to kind of go off script just for a second, I, I'm, I'm assuming that M&A background 
definitely helps you guys because you're probably looking at it at a much bigger picture. For I mean, a lot of these business owners, entrepreneurs, probably are so you know narrow focus. But are you looking at it from a you know maybe someday they sell this thing or you know at more of a, a higher level? Well, we really approach it uh, with the end in sight. Right. Um, you know, nobody's really building a business thinking that they're going to run it forever. There is some sort of goal, whether it's to sell the business or retire, or pass it on to a family member, whatever it is. But what we're really working on with uh, those clients who are in that messy middle um, are getting them to a point where they can kind of step away from their business. Um, and that's... Uh, in interesting conversations a lot of times because people often have this idea in their mind of like the silver bullet that's going to fix their business when it's not there's a, a multiple you know things that generally go into into that so we we try and help them get look a little more broadly in their business as to yeah you might really need that marketing to boost your sales but can you um can you deal with the increase in revenue if you don't have the processes right. in place to, you know, to, to deal with that? So that's what we, who we focus and um, who we work with. Very good. Well, I'm sure there's a few clients out there that need that. So <laughs> <laughs> you talk Main Street America. All right. So let's, let's dive into your book. If I recall, it was, I believe it was written around 2020. Was that right? About two years ago? Yep. Yep. Right <laughs> at the start of the pandemic. Time we to started book. It. So yeah. t- tell me a bit more about it. Who you you know? Who did you write it for? Why should they read it? Corey, you want to take this one? Sure. So we uh, started off um, our, our business, which was a product of the pandemic. Julie and I both found ourselves uh, unemployed, like many people did, and we were um, talking to friends and family members about what it is that they needed help with. And we kind of, you know, we realized that everybody and everybody realized this, that people were just unprepared for the unknown. Hmm. Um, so we uh, kind of took that into um, how to build a strong business so that you can basically survive any kind of disaster or storm or something that heads your way. The um, the title of the book and who we, you know, the like the focus of the book is a little misleading right now that, you know, we realized that, what people really need is that strong foundation, like the the fundamentals of the business um, in order to survive anything. Because you can't plan for everything, but you can be prepared to survive almost anything. Give me a timeline here, because this is interesting. So t- just a little over two years ago, you guys find yourself unemployed, essentially. Mm-hmm. You came together, started the new business, and it, it appears one of the first things you did was write a book. Is that correct? And we started them both at the exact same time. We actually sat down at Corey's uh, kitchen table and had a conversation about what are all the things we could do right now while we've got this time on our hands. And we came up with, there was probably like, you know, we sort of do this thing where we're like, hey, let's just throw every idea we have against the wall. We'll see what sticks. We can come back later and cross out the stuff that's just ridiculous and nonsense. And when we were, when all was said and done, the two things we had were, let's start a business and let's write a book. And so we, um, we were very intentional about it. We, um, I had a a friend who I, you know, knew from one of my networks that has a sort of this, he's called the book carver and he helps people kind of map out their books. So we hired him. We were the first people to ever use him via zoom. He always did live sessions. So he gave us a really good discount and we spent three days with him 
And honestly, that was the first time I've known Corey for a long time. And that was the first time I realized that Corey was a bully. And we went into this with two totally different ideas of what the book was going to be. And by the time we were done, we were writing the exact book that Corey thought we were going to write and nothing like I thought. (laughs) But in the end, it was the exact book that we needed to write. So we started the book while launching the business and we had a really systematic process for how we wrote it together. And um, it, it actually flowed really fast. Now, Corey will tell you he'll never write another one. But I don't, it really wasn't that painful for us. It was just a really, it was, and it wasn't that long of a process because we started it in April and we released it in July. Wow. Yeah. Well, and I just, you know, when I say one, I I did admit ahead of time that I'm, I know I'm a bully and Julia's like, no, you're not. And um, she found out the hard way, but um, yeah, I mean, the, the, uh, the thing was that, I mean, while we were building our business, we didn't have any clients. So, I mean, we did have the time to write the book. Um, not saying that we wouldn't have done it otherwise, but you know, that was one of those things where, um, you know, we were able to set a goal for ourselves and, and hit it because, um, you know, we had that time. Here's what I find so interesting. And I want to, I'd love to get your feedback on this. I mean, I don't think I've talked to anybody on this podcast that was starting a business. And one of the first things they did was write a book, which, you know, I can make a very good case for. So I applaud both of you. But why a book? Like, you guys are smart people. You know a lot of you. Why don't you just do a YouTube channel? Like, all this other... I'm just, you know, I'm asking you a loaded question, but why a book? I think we decided on the book because we both felt like we had... We could tell a really compelling story and make a good case for why businesses need to, needed to respond in the way that they did. I can tell you why we steered away from anything like a, a YouTube channel or something like that. Like uh, we hate social media, one of us way more than the other, but we both really hate social media. But ironically, we did actually take on a challenge starting in March of 2021 called Project 365 for 365 straight days. We released a new video to YouTube. So really... Mike, I had a friend tell me, or a former, like I used to work with her. She's, I, I don't know, friend, whatever. I was talking to her probably eight or nine months into the pandemic. And she, and I hadn't caught up with her in like over almost two years. And she's like, what have you been up to? And I said, well, I moved to Richmond and Corey and I started a business and we wrote a book and it became a bestseller. And, you know, we launched this small business academy and, oh, we started a podcast and we're doing this and we're doing that. And in my head, I'm like, there has to be more. There has to be more. God, I know I've done more. And she's like, yeah, I literally have only gotten out of my pajamas twice in the last nine months. And I'm like, God, I'm an overachiever, but you know, someone else said you guys don't ever do anything at the shallow end of the pool. So no, it's, listen, it's impressive. Um, It's very impressive. I mean, literally two and a half years ago, none of this existed. Hopefully, you know, and we're going to dive into it now, but I mean, hopefully it's, it was a smart business decision. I mean, it is a big, you know, it's a big decision to write a book, the time, the money, you know, and then, you know, as you guys well know, you got to use it and you got to use it correctly in order to uh, attract clients. So can you discuss more about what you guys did? I mean, you, you became a number one bestseller on Amazon. Share uh, one big way like this book has made a difference in your fairly young business. Well, I mean, it's a great conversation starter. It's a great conversation piece. And it's the most expensive business card that I've ever purchased as well. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, for us, like, um, 
we definitely didn't get, um, it, we didn't have the experience that we thought we were going to have, but that's because we, we didn't really do much research prior to writing the book. Um, and we didn't really realize how much promotion uh, goes into uh, selling the book and, and getting it out there and, and all of that. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that like for us, it's, it's always just a great conversation piece and it kind of makes us an expert and, you know, um, in a field. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that that's the best way for us, like the best way it's helped us is it's just, it's a way to get our foot in the door, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's definitely an authority builder for us. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, and listen, I hear what you're saying about it. I've never heard anyone say it just like that, Corey, but it's the most expensive business card. But yeah, but you know, what? it's probably the, the you know it's the one business card that can make you money too. Again, it, it comes down to using it and promoting it and all that good stuff. But uh, we did we did one interesting thing up front, Mike, mm -hmm. in that I actually, uh, Corey, I'm not sure. I think this might have been your idea actually, where so we you know we just sold it directly through Amazon, but we did this pre-sale, right? So before we made it available to buy on Amazon, we ordered a whole bunch of copies and then we did a pre-sale on them, and. Um, we then went out and sold advertising to people, right? So we said, like, we reached out to people that we knew and we're like, hey, we'll take, if you create like a postcard or a sticker or whatever, and you send it to us, we'll put them into our books for you. And if you want to be the only person in that category. So everybody who we did a pre-sale for, they got this book that was filled with these goodies huh. and people paid us like $500 to do it. So... It so was almost like so a, a Val pack type of idea, yeah. right? Right. Where, but yeah. it's, that's really, so let me just, let me just unpack that a little bit. Cause you got my brain turning here. So you did a pre-sale um, and you were going to ship the physical book to these folks. Mm -hmm. uh, and you probably pretty much were guessing they were main street type business owners, small business owners. Mm -hmm. So then you went out and sold, you know, ad space via like a postcard or something as an insert and just put it in that package. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Pretty cool. And we had some, even some products, right? Some, so we had a couple people like they, they gave us like sample packs of products. And so other small business owners, it was a way to promote their businesses to a whole new audience of people that otherwise, but the only requirement we had was you had to be a brand that could service people nationwide. Right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I call that, you know, it's called ride-along marketing. So it's a, it's a very uh, smart strategy, you know, a host parasite, if you will. Uh, you guys were the hosts, and, and, and that's not meant to be derogatory, the parasite. Yeah. It's just there's someone's riding along with you guys. But um, that's, that's hmm, I like that. That's kind of cool. I might have to think about that one a little bit more. What about using the book? Um, is, it, is it a client attraction? I mean, I know you're saying it's a conversation starter. Um, is there anything you, you guys have done specifically over the two years since it's been published? Use it to get new clients. Um, well, we've done, but we've we've used it um, uh, again, like with along with the, the 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 value pack type stuff that we had with it um, to literally just start uh, cold, I'm going to call it, say a cold calling, like potential clients and, and other potential businesses who we'd want to work with mm -hmm. by mm -hmm. sending them books, by walking around town and literally handing out books saying, hey, this is something you're a small business owner. This is something that could help you, um, you know, in the future, et cetera. Um, so, the, I mean, that's, that's one of the ways, but then um, I mean, honestly, we, we, so we had the book and then we 
right after that, we started our podcast after we launched the book or published the book, we launched a podcast. Um, and unfortunately, we kind of uh, put the book on the back burner for, for quite a while there, um, just because then we started actually getting clients, paying clients, and you know, there's only so many hours in the day and only so many things you can promote. Yeah, I mean, it, it does. I mean, that's 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 good news that that was all going on. But yeah, it's it's one of those things that I would just encourage you. I mean, you guys have created a, an awesome asset. I got the Kindle version, so I was going through it before to our call today, and um, you know, it's it's easy for all of us hard charging business owners, entrepreneurs always be looking at that next thing. But you've, you have an asset there. I would just encourage you to you know, keep figuring out ways to use it and, and leverage it and you know, let it add value to your business. So what about a word of warning, Julie, Corey? I mean, you went through the process quickly. You know, it's been about two years now that you had it. Any word of warning of a, either a speed bump you've encountered either during the publishing process, the writing process, the marketing process afterwards, speed bump mistake made that you wouldn't do. Now, it doesn't sound like you're going to do another book, but in case you were to, what, what mistake would you avoid? I think that we would definitely, like, just for everything that I just said, like we would create an actual plan mm. to market and promote it, to get it out there. We, we kind of, we wrote a book and then we're like, oh, what do we do next? Okay, what do we do next? Like, like we didn't really think in the, the long term of what, um, all the different ways that we could include that book and what we do. It's, it's easy for us when we sign a new client to send them a book. And that's, um, you know, a part of like the onboarding package that we do with our clients. But, um, you know, for the most part, like we, we didn't do, we were learning as we, as we went. Um, and now that we know, um, <laughs> you know, every, like the amount of work it takes to actually promote the book and make it successful, probably have a plan written and, you know, kind of like a, a project plan almost to follow. Yeah. I think we were still, you know, the, uh, the mistake we made with the book is very similar to the mistake we made with our company when we first started it. Right. Which was, we just had this silly notion. If we build it, they will come. Right. So we think, well, if we write a book and it becomes a bestseller, everyone's going to read it. And that's not true either. No. So um, I also think, you know, the, I wish we would have, one of the hardest parts was naming it and I really coming up with the title. And I really wish that we would have spent a little bit more like been forward thinking on that because I can remember exactly where we were when one, we came up with the title and two, when we realized that it was really like we had, we had missed a big opportunity by kind of, you know, putting it so far into the niche of like a disaster mm-hmm. when it's truly about building a foundation for your business, which like every business needs that. But most people are like, I just survived, you know, the, you know, global pandemic, my business will be fine when they don't really realize all of the things that they could do to be really shore up their business in the future. It's excellent advice born at the cost of, you know, what, you know, what you guys went through. But again, I still have to applaud you. You, you, you guys, A, you took, an, you took initiative, you moved quickly. Yeah, it's going to be a little sloppy. And I mean, really, if you ever decided you wanted to, you could always create a second edition of that book, give it a new title, or create a new book even, and just you know make it more into what you guys are doing today. I mean, I've done that over the years. Things evolve. And yeah. you know, it's always, you're looking in hindsight and saying, well, geez. But again, I still applaud you guys for getting stuff done. The fact that you both are hard charging, you know, get it done type people. 
What bit of advice would you give to someone who's listening to this and they have yet to write that first book? Uh, or maybe they started and they, they stopped it and just never finished it. What word of encouragement or advice would you give them? <laughs> Corey, you want to go first? Yeah, well, I was going to say, I mean, like uh, my word of advice is don't be afraid to spend money to get help doing it. Um, the, you know, we, we hired two different editors to go through the book. We hired somebody to uh, do the, the artwork. Uh, we self-published through Amazon. That was fairly easy, but we, you know, we hired uh, the, the book carver at the beginning to help us uh, build out the outline, et cetera. Like, I mean, we spent money on the book and, um, you know, we did the writing, we, we, we did everything else in between, but like, definitely, uh, I mean, if you're making that financial investment and you've got skin in the game and it's not just some word document on your computer, um, that'll probably give you a little more motivation to get it done. Yeah. And I would say, uh, first off, that's, that's great advice, Corey, but I, I would say that you just, you have to, you know, think about, consider this piece of advice that if people don't publish because out of fear, right? Like I know two people, one who has been, has her, had her book back for edits for almost two years and can't get through the edits because she's so afraid of what people are going to say when she reads it. And I know another person who had her book back for a year and hadn't read the remarks yet from the editor because she was so afraid of what the remarks were going to be. And I'm like, you just have to like take, like, you just got to swallow it and do it. Like you're never going to accomplish anything big. If every time you're afraid, you just stop dead in your tracks. Like literally we would, I, when I look back and think about all of the things that we have done since March of 2020, like if fear had been our guiding, our guiding light, like none of it would have happened. Cause I would have been like, Oh my God, what are people going to say? And for a long time I was in my own head, but you know, you can't be partners with this guy and, and not like get out of your own head because he'll call you on it. So, and I'm grateful for that. That's not a complaint, but you just, you, you, nobody who is ever doing more than you is going to criticize you for what you're doing. So somebody who's behind you, they might make fun of you, but you, you can't care. You got to go forward anyway. Yeah. It's great advice from both of you. I mean, and that, that fear, Julie, you're, you know, I talk to people every day and yeah, it's amazing. Sometimes I'm talking to people that said, Hey, I started a book three, four years ago and it's still not done. And, uh, you know, I always, I always try to, my bit of encouragement there is the fact that it's not done means it's not helping people. I mean, your book, it, it does help people, you know, it might not be everybody, but it's, there's people out there that that book helps. And if the book never gets done, it's never going to help. So, um, this constant, you know, trying to obtain this perfection that's never going to happen is just, you know, mm -hmm. crazy or the fear of what people might say, but yeah, great advice. So, uh, as we get ready to wrap up here, I'd love to just hear from your own words, you know, what it means to be a business owner author. Again, this podcast is meant to inspire other business owners, main street business owners, corporate executives to, you know, leverage a book, a, a nonfiction business book to differentiate themselves, use it in their marketing can you share in your own words what it means to you guys to be a business owner slash author? Julie, you got this? <laughs> sure. Um, honestly, there, the, I sometimes forget, uh, 
how much pride I think we both felt when we finished that book, right? It was a lot of work. So there was this relief of it being done. Um, but I love saying that we are, you know, best-selling authors and I love being a business owner for a lot of reasons, but the number one reason is because, you know, so really between the two of us, we have three businesses and we have, you know, we hire people, we have, we have employees and I love knowing that we can help, you know, shape and change lives and really help people get to where they want to go and grow and develop them. But more importantly, like we offer a really, really good service for clients, for small business owners. And we lead with like that passion and love for small businesses, which probably sounds really hokey, but it's really true. We lead with that over anything else. And I recently have been helping out on like a larger scale corporate project. And I can tell you that for all the times that Corey spoke about process and I would like curl my lip and get frustrated about process, I am so glad that we built the, our business the way we did because we don't have chaos in our business. We are structured systems processes. And I look at chaos in other companies and it just makes me want to like melt down on a really epic level. So I just, I don't know, I love being a business owner. Corey, anything else to add? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just uh, like for us um, and for me in general, like it's just definitely being able to help people, being able to work with people and just be passionate about what you do. And like when it comes to writing a book, I mean, a lot of people out there is like, oh, it's a dumb idea or whatever. But like, you know, you have to get specific on your target market and who your reader is going to be. And if it's left handed computer programmers who like to snowboard, write that book because there's probably a plenty of them out there who would love to read that book. So, you know, just go ahead and do it. Good advice. Well, listen, Julie, Corey, I appreciate yeah, your time today. Can you share uh, a bit more about where people can get your book? How can they learn more about your business, your podcast, all that good stuff? Literally everything you need to know about us is at sbpace.com. That's it. That's all you need to know. Everything's there. Well, I appreciate that. We'll put that in the show notes. And uh, again, I appreciate it. I know you guys are busy. You guys, it's late in the day here on the East Coast and you guys have some stuff to do. So thank you very much for your time today. Thanks for having us, Mike. Yep, thank you. And to my listeners, thank you. And if you found this podcast helpful, please help me grow it by sharing with your network and leaving a review on Apple Podcast. Till next time, this is Mike Capuzzi. Thank you for listening to the Author Factor Podcast. To learn more about Mike's unique short book publishing opportunities, please visit bitesizedbooks.com.